Hello to you, the listener. Welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. My name's Sean. Yes, and I am Kylie. And it's just been very, very stressful. We've just <laughs> connecting our gear. We've done this 30 times now. Turn our equipment on. There's a process to turning it on in the right order, etc. And Kylie still has not figured it out. You're your own stress bucket, if that is even a thing. Like I, I am just rolling with the flow and just pretty like chilled about it all. But you're just like highly strung about this whole remembering all of the intricate details about how it was last week. I'm highly strung about a lot of things, Kylie, and that's why things work <laughs> properly. Because if I wasn't highly strung and getting them done properly, this wouldn't even be happening. And it's happening because I'm highly strung. <laughs> Well, you do know it'd be a lot more fun, honey, if you just chilled and just started relaxing and being in that tranquil place of harmony and peace. And How do you know bliss. that it would be more fun? <laughs> Have I ever not been stressed? Well? That's a good question. I, I'm not sure, but... Has our life been fun? Well, of course. Every day is what you make it, honey. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> therefore, you don't know that if I was less stressed, that it'd be more fun. <laughs> it'd be more fun. <laughs> so, welcome to Wildfire Tribe podcast. And today, we are sitting by the banks of a river. And we are outside again in the sunshine in Australia. And it is... It's actually what season is it it's winter isn't it it's winter but it's really springy like yesterday it feels was beautiful. like i think it was actually very close to 30 degrees mm. celsius and it's winter winter in australia it's beautiful so Just... there's no complaints about that that's for sure it's fantastic to be sitting outside in the sun getting a little bit of tan a bird just went over then a crow yeah mm. some crows around there's some ducks around so hopefully you'll be able to hear them during our podcast today Kylie has chosen a topic that is very serious because she likes to be serious. This week we are going to be talking about Christ consciousness or the superconscious mind. So I thought I would start off with a definition about consciousness. First, I'm just going to attempt to define what I mean by the concept of consciousness, which is actually this word that's become part of our everyday language. Like people talk about consciousness, consciousness, all these like layers and levels of consciousness. And the Oxford Dictionary defines consciousness as a state of being aware of or responsive to one's surroundings, which indicates an emphasis on the external being drawn inward it also defines it as a person's awareness or perception of something which incorporates an emphasis on the internal radiating outward so both processes holistically speaking are occurring simultaneously so the definition is compiled by a subtle interpretation occupying the definition awareness of awareness or self-awareness either continuously changing or not so in both sources there appears to be movement and cooperation involved so I'm just going to start what do you have something to say on that I sort of just phased out of consciousness whilst I was listening <laughs> I love it. to whatever it was that you're saying. It's just a lot of words, <laughs> just sort of piled all in together with not many gaps. And when I hear sentences like that strung together 
with lots and lots of words that I don't understand. I just sort of slip into a state of unconsciousness. Oh, I love and it. And I think that's where I was. <laughs> I love it. I'm just going to read a couple of quotes here. Um, this one is from a lady called Lydia Dynan, and she is a meditation and mindfulness teacher, and, and she speaks about uh, Christ consciousness in this way. So, a door has been opened to a new vision of reality in which the physical, psychological, and the spiritual are interdependent and interrelated. This expanded consciousness is also allows for the possibility that the Christ consciousness, a powerful cosmic force of love and wisdom, is drawing humanity into the hidden mystery of the absolute, the Godhead, a communion of love which Jesus embodied. So there is a guy called Adam Harvey who describes in his book, A New World, Jesus is a sublime, grounded, embodied messenger for the whole human race of the cosmic force of love and wisdom of the one that creates, evolves and lives in everything, in all the processes and beings of all the universes. Jesus' message is a universal message of the laws and powers of this cosmic force and his life is a universal map of how to live this message with passion, compassion, fearlessness, power, and nobility of heart and soul. Jesus is in and from eternity, a friend, a tender brother, and a luminous guide to all of those who discover divine consciousness in themselves, in every other sentient being, in all the aspects of creation and nature, and who yearn to take an authentic path to embody this discovery ever more richly and abundantly within themselves and serve it in sacredly inspired action in the world. Yeah, so what she just said was Christ consciousness, Christ, Jesus Christ, being conscious of him and being aware of him in your life. And that's the end of the podcast. I love it. I love that you always want the podcast to end. Well, not always. I don't, well, I suppose. I don't know. I just, sometimes I just think that there's a lot of words used up unnecessarily to just talk about the same topic, which is God slash Jesus slash Holy Spirit and that he's about love that he created the world you know it just seems like we spend a lot of time just talking about different aspects of that and that's fine I suppose because there is a lot of life to be lived there's a lot of words that we can use but yeah it just sometimes feels like I don't really understand why we talk so much. Well I guess there's just a lot of questions people have about how they're walking it out like you know well that's true it is good to be able to i like that idea kylie that if we can help people understand any questions that they have or just encourage people to have questions talk amongst their their people that they have coffee with talk amongst uh, relationships husband and wife etc I guess if we're encouraging people to do that and to learn more about God and the reality of God in their life, then I'm okay with that. It's just sometimes I sort of just phase in and out when it doesn't really interest me that much. 
Yeah, well, I feel like... I should be interested in our own podcast, I suppose. (laughs) It is very interesting. (laughs) You're very interesting. (laughs) Well, it must be very interesting to a lot of people because... And we are very grateful to a lot of people too for listening to our podcast, including you, the listener. And we have also... Well, I've actually also realised that you can listen to our podcast on Prime Amazon, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you can is. buy Kylie's book through there too, although that's not the best way for us if you buy it there because she doesn't make much money off it. <laughs> but Kylie's book is available through Prime Amazon and her book is The New Now. This podcast is available through there as well, as well as Spotify and Apple, heaps of other places. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends. Recommend that they listen to what we talk about uh, via whichever podcast platform that they prefer to use we have lots of places where you can find us and we do thank you genuinely for listening to us and for sharing our conversation with other people yeah absolutely because we are here to initiate real conversations about mystical things and that is why i like to delve in and do research um before we arrive in this space there is an element of randomness to our conversations and our discussions and we do have these all the time with one another but we also want to bring different elements of uh, expansion to uh, the realms of walking with God uh, in our own personal lives by sharing some of the depths and the different, the diverse places that God leads us into when we're in unity with him and we're exploring the mysteries of who he is. I think I've just been a bit mischievous, Kylie. I actually don't mind the conversation. I think that you know that <laughs> and and that I'd actually, you know, I love God with every fibre of, of me. You know, he's my life, he's my everything. And I do find that talking about God and the intricacies of my relationship with him does enhance my relationship with him. It doesn't give me a chance to forget that he exists, not that I would think that's possible anyway but just talking about him talking about him to you processing thoughts with him talking to others about God absolutely enhances my relationship with him so so if that helps you in that same manner then that is a part of the reason why we do choose to do this podcast and underneath it all I actually I actually think I I was going to say enjoy it I don't know if I enjoy it but I don't mind doing it and today I think I'm just feeling a little bit flat because I don't know why. I think it's something to do with the pizza from last night or not enough coffee this morning or a combination or the fact that I just haven't ridden my motorbike enough today. Yeah, too much garlic. Too much garlic, not enough motorbike. <laughs> That brings us full circle back to the topic for today, Christ consciousness. With so many of the things that we talk about, this is one of those journeys of exploration. It's like trying to grab hold of flowing water. There's this point at which you realise you're not stopping the flow. Like it's just still flowing. Like you're, you can grab at it, you can try and hold on to it, but it continues to move. It continues to flow past us. And it's like it, this space of just asking us to take our human experience and our insights and, 
and just dive into something much deeper, something more meaningful, something that's expanding us, like that's permeating every level of our being. It's this universal experience with a mystical presence that saturates us, that is like seeking almost to swallow us up in the infinite wonder and mystery of who we are in him and it's this place of wonder it's this place of reimagining it's this place of reevaluating really like a place of transformation it's like well how am i ever going to understand the fullness of who I've been created to be or who I already am. B. Griffiths, he refers it to the new creation in Christ, divine consciousness and creation evolving together, ever expanding and ever inclusive. So we have this small understanding of the nature of this sacred consciousness, Christ consciousness. <laughs> we can now explore the greater significance of the precedent that Christ set, the example that he offers as well as the role that he played in our experience and evolution toward the divine through the medium of our thought energy or our awakened consciousness. So what do you think about Christ's example to us, like his life, his well, I was just reading something earlier on the vaguely on this topic, I guess, and and it goes like this: uh, There's a person called Logan. I have to give him credit for it. Logan Baron B R B A R O N E, and he says, Jesus said that he and the Father are one, and then he prayed for us to experience the same oneness that he and the Father have, and then after claiming, "I am the light of the world." He looks at his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. The essence of Jesus' redemptive mission was not about saving people from a place called hell in the afterlife, nor was it about appeasing a vengeful deity. His sacred purpose, rich in depth and truth, was to liberate us from the illusion of the separate self. I just think that we, we have a lot of words packaged up around that truth of the fact that there's no separation between us and God through Jesus and that Christ consciousness, and I know that we're going to keep on talking for another half hour or so, however long this takes to record this podcast, and we're going to put a lot more words around it. But for me, I just think for me today, right where I'm sitting alongside the river here, I just feel like I am conscious of Christ, like I am fully aware of him. I don't need to package it up in any more words. My understanding is that he's in me and that I'm in him and him, sorry, and that the job's done. Mm, I love it. Sorry, Kylie, that's probably not very constructive towards... Um, conversation. Conversation <laughs> about mystical things. So maybe you're just better keep going for a little while and I'll see if I can find some other place to jump back in. Yeah, I love it. Along the same line as, as your quote, I'm going to read an excerpt taken from A New Vision Reality. This is by B. Griffiths. And it states, In the death and resurrection of Jesus, the matter of this world was transformed. The atoms, the molecules, the cells of Jesus' body, which are part of this cosmic energy, were changed 
the structure of energy which made up the body of Jesus on the cross was transformed into a new structure. It may be suggested that in the resurrection, the structure of energy became a psychic body, which is a more subtle body. The subtle body could appear and disappear, as we know from the gospel narratives. Finally, he becomes a spiritual body at the ascension. He transcends matter and enters the spiritual level. And with that transformation, the matter of this universe is taken up into the Godhead. This is the Christian mystery. In Jesus, consciousness finally took possession of matter. And this means that matter was spiritualized. In him, the matter of the universe was in other words, made totally conscious and became one with God in the Godhead. It is not that Christ disappears into the Godhead, rather both the body, the soul, are taken into the spirit. So the soma and the psyche are taken into the pneuma, in the transcendent one, and are totally transfigured in the one, and that is precisely what St. Paul means by the new creation. That's pretty wild. This is hugely momentous and profoundly moving. Jesus' total surrender and sacrifice take on an incredibly powerful significance for the whole of humanity and the universe. It's here that we begin to draw on the thread, this beautiful golden thread of the nature of the Godhead. And the nature of all of this is pure and absolute love. Love from the Father, love from Jesus, love from the Holy Spirit, their reciprocal love which allows all of us, the whole of humanity and creation to not just be lovingly included and embraced by this love, but to give us permission to follow Christ's example, to embody Christ's consciousness and to potentially become the I am. That's what you were talking about, babe. Him within me and me within him. So have we entered a new age of consciousness? Are you asking me if I've entered a new age of consciousness? Yeah. No, I don't think I have. Do you think humanity is entering a new age of, like this new era of Christ consciousness? Like I know Fiorella, she describes it as the reign of grace and Justin Abraham speaks about the wellness economy. Nancy Cohen, she talks about the place of dominion, the age of the kingdom. Uh, it's all very interesting conversation. Have we entered a new time where people are more aware of something happening in the spiritual world? It, maybe that's an, a, a simple way of putting it to somebody simple like me. Is that what you mean? Mm. If that's what you're asking me, I think from my experience of just walking around this planet with other people just like myself, especially because of what's happened over the last couple of years with regards to lockdowns around the world, etc. I feel like there's been a shaking up of people in general and people have started to question what life is about. So when, when lockdowns are on around the world and people lost their jobs, people have lost their houses, etc., things like that, things that people had security in, people... We're cruising through life, uh, working, paying mortgages, had their houses and their cars and our plan in place. And that was all disrupted sort of at the drop of a hat. And I think a lot of people have started to question what life is about from, from all of those goings on. 
And I think it's safe to say that in the midst of all of those questions that that people start to wonder what is life all about beyond just the material possessions that we have and, and the things that have driven us from day to day in our in our usual existence. So I think it's possible that people are also questioning spiritual realities, spiritual they have spiritual questions. People are wondering whether there is a God, whether there is a spirit world. Is this a spiritual battle that we're in? Is there something evil taking place in the in the world at the moment? And you know that there's there's some mastermind who's an evil person who's trying to get us to do things that we don't want to do and take away all of our privileges. I think that over the last couple of years, all of those sorts of questions have risen to the surface. So. Do I think that there's a, a new age of awareness, something like that? I think it's highly possible. It's highly likely. It's certainly uh, in the 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 in amongst all the people that I mix with, conversation about spirituality is is quite a normal conversation. And I think that also in the circles that I mix in, in and out of church circles. There's a lot of people that are questioning whether if God is real, if he exists, if he has a plan for their life, whether they can do that in a church environment, whether they have to, whether they think that that's possible. Because I think over time, my experience has been that the church has hurt a lot of people and people have run away from that system of church and religion and have found themselves wandering around in the desert, not really sure where to commit, whether the church has upset their thinking around the God of the universe and his existence and what kind of a God he is. I would say that that's definitely happening in the circles that I mix in. So, yeah, I find people are shaken up, wondering what's going on, what the realities of life are, is there a spiritual existence? Who do I put my money on? Do I put my money on a God that exists in the church, the Catholic church, the Anglican church, the clappy ones, who are they? Um, the Pentecostals. That's it, the Pentecostals. We used to go to them. Uh, so where do I put my faith? Do I put my faith in God? Do I put it in a system that has let me down? Do I put it in the same system that I had my faith with in the first place, which was just the system of life, school, university, job, mortgage, car, children, all of those sorts of simple ways of doing life, uh, all leading to death in the end at the age of sometime beyond 67 when you get your superannuation payout. So that's where I sit with it all, Kylie. That might not accurately answer your question and it might not answer it in that sort of mystical love flowery language that we sometimes like to use but that's my reality so do you have hope do i have hope yes i think i do yes jesus had hope for us he he even had hope and prayer for us when he walked the earth he said in john seventeen twenty one, i pray for them all to be joined together as one even as you and i father are joined together as one i pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. Whoa, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I certainly have hope in the those verses such as that that you read in the Bible. I certainly have hope that my future is beyond 
bigger and better and brighter than I have even possibly imagined just because of the relationship that I have with the God who who I believe is the God of the impossible, the impossible limits that we put on him. I believe he operates outside of that existence. So, so because I know him, I'm getting to know him more and more every day, I just believe that the options for my life are unlimited and therefore I have hope in him. Well... Like what you were saying before with this, you know, 67 superannuation age, like heading toward death and all that, that hope in him, like Christ overcame death and humanity's separation from the Father. He reunites humanity as one body in himself. Christ's consciousness is redemptive in its reintegration of humanity. So it's like this space of coming into the fullness of who we've always been, realizing that we're united in this oneness within the Godhead, this place of transcending our mortal bodies and coming into this place of immortality, coming into, like you were saying, those impossible things, things that we just can't fathom with our mind. we just got a seagull that's coming to say hello. Hello, buddy. I love that we... That we have seagulls right here. This is so cool. Look how cool they are. Do you have hope, seagull? He does. I think that's what he said. He said, yeah, definitely. So back to the conversation, Kylie, about Christ consciousness. So what else have you got? John Main offers a sublime reflection on Christ consciousness and the evolution of our spiritual pilgrimage toward the divine in his book called Word into Silence. And I'll just quote briefly from his book. The beauty of the Christian vision of life is its vision of unity. It sees that all humankind has been unified in the one who is in union with the Father. All matter, all creation too, is drawn into the cosmic movement toward unity that will be the realization of divine harmony. This is not an abstract vision. It is filled with a deep personal joy because within it the value of each person is affirmed like isn't that beautiful and that that's that's that unity it's not just going oh we're all mashed in together we're all the same you know like it it's actually recognizing the uniqueness of each individual person in this unified consciousness within Christ that has you that unifies us with the Father. He is this this Christ consciousness, this place within the fullness of Jesus brings us into the fullness of the Godhead, like unites us in this way that we could never have been before that moment. I love it. Like it's vital to draw together here the interrelationship of the Godhead, like Jesus and the Spirit all working together in support of our spiritual expansion within us the whole universe is coming into that place of the spirit of love or the frequency of love the fullness of love because he is love so when we find ourselves in that place of unification in the spirit then aren't we just the essence of love could that be possible look they're in love 
There's these two seagulls and they're like obviously best friends. They're just hanging out right next to us, just loving life. Look how cool they are. (laughs) So I'll just read one final quote from B. Griffiths out of A New Vision of Reality. This interrelationship in love is the reflection of the life of the Godhead, where the Father and the Son give themselves totally in love and are united in the Spirit in an unfathomable unity. Everything is interdependent and interrelated on the physical level, on the psychological level, and finally on the spiritual level. And the Trinity, as far as can be expressed in words, is the exemplar of all interrelationship and the unity of all beings in love. So that's like the pinnacle of relationship, the pinnacle of unity, the pinnacle of love is the Godhead, the triune relationship of Father, Son and Spirit. Do you always feel loved and lovable and like you can just love everyone? (laughs) I'm sure that's a trick question, Kylie. (laughs) Are you trying to start an argument with me (laughs) no but you know by the way do people know that we're married i'm assuming that they do because if you've been listening to this today i don't know that you would know that for sure but we are married and we've been married for nearly 30 years but if you've been listening for a long time then you probably have picked that up and hopefully you have so when i ask kylie is she trying to lead me into a discussion to start an argument That is quite normal for people who have been married for a long time, trying to figure out where this is about to go. Am I, is she leading me into a dangerous position where I have to take a stance and that that can be brought up at a later time and discussed or argued? Sometimes it's easier or better or wiser for me to not say anything. Well, that that sounds like... Not on a podcast. That actually sounds like a manipulative, horrible relationship, which is not what we have, so... Oh, right. Okay. So you better ask me that question again then. (laughs) So do do you feel loved? Do you feel like you love in the way that I just described the way that... God love like the Father loves the Son and the Son loves the Father and they're in So that's the perichoresis, isn't it, Kylie? Yeah, this beautiful dance, this unity like we're... That we're supposed to be in the midst of. Or we are in the midst of. We are in the midst of it. And sometimes I feel like, like, you know, we, we say love wins. We say, oh yeah, you know, all, the, all we need is love, love, love is all we need. But how do you actually live love? Like how do you live loved? How do you feel the essence of that love all the time? Well, for me, no, I don't always feel like I'm loved. No, I don't always feel like I can be that for other people. Uh, And I do find it difficult to express that at times, even towards you and, and for myself as well. I wouldn't even say that. I have a constant love relationship with myself even. So that's probably the place that I need to keep coming back to is, and it's something that's been happening for me a little bit recently with my relationship with God is trying to come to that understanding between myself and God that 
he loves me unconditionally and what that actually means, that unconditional love. And I just have been sitting in that in my quiet times, which is all of the time outside of when you're forcing me to talk on the podcast. And that is something that's quite current for me is, okay, God, he loves me unconditionally. Hmm, no conditions. Well, what about this? And what about that? What about that time that God told me to go and do that thing that I did? And then the reward that I was expecting didn't come about afterwards. Hmm, does he love me unconditionally? Did he actually say to me before I went and did the thing that he wanted me to do that there would be a reward? Actually, I don't think he even did. So I've just placed a condition on his love of me. So therefore, does he love me unconditionally then? Yes, he does, because I couldn't find a condition that was that separated me from his love. So I just constantly work through those things not all the time, like not day after day, year after year, but at the moment it is a theme for me. Just And out of that understanding of his unconditional love for me, do I have an unconditional love for him? If so, maybe I can move on to do I have an unconditional love of me? Do I have an unconditional love of others? Because the Bible does talk about Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and loving your neighbour as yourself. And that seems to me like a pretty good place to start the reality of living out this existence. And do I have that down pat? Do I have that figured out? Am I good at all of those things all of the time? Definitely not. Am I in the process of learning more in my relationship with God about unconditional love? Yes, I am. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And by the way, when Sean says that I'm forcing him to do the podcast, um, he's joking. (laughs) That's his way of being funny. I know you're all laughing. (laughs) Well, yeah, I suppose that's true, Kylie. I suppose it's very difficult to to just be myself, who's probably got a pretty dry sense of humour, and it might take people a little while to understand what that's like. And it's taken you about 30 years and you still don't always get it. So, yes, I don't mind doing the podcast, like I said earlier. So, yeah, I, I'm. it's very confusing. My personality and my comedy and my my yeah, who I am is probably very confusing for you and, and very confusing for other people. But <laughs> I can only just be me. Yes, and you're beautiful, honey. And any time that there's any change required within me, then... I just walk that out with God, like I was talking about the unconditional love conversation with him at the moment. So any time that I am thinking about God and talking to him about what my, what's happening with my life at the moment or what's what's happening in the future, the possibilities, then I feel like in that place he's also refining me in, in areas as well, sometimes without me even realising. So, so he's changing me from the inside out. And that just has to be enough. I try, I try my best uh, not to be changed too much by people's opinions of me because ultimately I just want to be who God created me to be. And that really comes from a place of relationship with him rather than relationship of me and uh, necessarily with anybody else at all including you, Kylie. So 
maybe sometimes if you're tr if I think you're trying to change me, that's why um, I might get a bit annoyed sometimes. But um, ultimately, for me, I just want to be the best version of who God created me to be. And it's probably just the Godhead in you responding to the Godhead in me as they're both like bouncing off one another, encouraging each other into this journey of transformation because it is an ongoing transformation. Like we're constantly engaged in this place of our understanding and our awareness being expanded. We're experiencing um, an expanded view on everything. Yeah, our, I used to think that when you like, got saved... You you know, I don't even know if we should use that word anymore, but that realisation of God being in your life and mm. your creator, that moment when you realise that, that Christians call getting saved. I used to think that at that moment that everything changed in your behaviour. So in the way that you could love each other, love yourself, that you just had this, you know, an awakening to how amazing the world is and how and you'd just be like dancing on air and I think in some ways that kind of does happen but then all of a sudden you also realize that you have these learned behaviors and you have these hardwired reactions that are in your cellular makeup they're like a piece of you from generations past that all of a sudden start clashing with this newfound reality of your acceptance and your fullness in Christ that always has been and it doesn't line up with all of the things you've ever taught been taught all the knowledge that you've acquired like all of these things start butting heads between you the new creation reality that you are one with the father in Christ that all of these infinite possibilities are now yours to have in your everyday life and all of the things that you learnt. <laughs> so the topic of the day was Christ consciousness and for me all all I just keep coming back to every day anytime I have times of contemplation about what's happening is is just that awareness of of Christ you know just that awareness of the Godhead in me and from that place then Everything's all right. Everything is as it should be because that is my everything. That is my, I have nothing outside of that worthy of staking a claim to or being anchored to outside of that reality. So Christ consciousness for me is just that, that full-time awareness at all time that I'm in union with him and that no matter what is going on that I mean, in exactly the right place and that everything is as everything is exactly as he designed it to be. I love it. Like it, Christ consciousness is, it's this invitation. It's a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage. It's like this immersion into the absolute, into the fullness of love. I love how this it's so beautifully expressed in these words by Big Griffiths. We are being asked to enter into the hidden mystery of the Godhead, to share Jesus' own knowledge of God and love of God, to share in and with and through him in the knowledge of the Father, which is the Godhead. The Godhead is a communion of knowledge and love and we are being drawn into it. That is our calling. That is our calling, being drawn into the knowledge and love. I remember reading of the that Godhead. book, The Shack, 
you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how they were represented in that book as being different forms of humanity. That God was a woman, I think, in that book. Uh, that Holy Spirit was a gardener. Um, anyway, there was three. There was three people in that book, the shack, and and as you're talking about, you know, being in the midst of all of that, it's that, it's that just placing yourself in your imagination in the midst of that perfect relationship between three different beings within the one being, placing yourself in the middle of that. If you can just imagine what that looks like. If you haven't read the book, The Shack, then you should have a little bit of a read and see if you can put yourself in that picture and imagine what that is like. That is Christ consciousness. That is putting yourself in that reality, that that dance with the Trinity of everything being completely all right all of the time. Mm, I love it. I was reading an article um, called The Centre of the Center for Christ Consciousness, and uh, a, a brief uh, excerpt from that states, Christ Consciousness is the state of awareness of our true nature, our higher self, and our birthright as children of God. It is the highest state of intellectual development, emotional balance, and spiritual maturity, and is sometimes termed the Christed state. Jesus achieved this in his human life. What I think happens when you walk down the street, Kylie, when you're Christ conscious, is that things happen in a spiritual reality all around you that you may not even realize is going on just because you're walking in that reality. So whilst ever I am walking around and I feel like I'm separated from the love of God, I feel like... There's things that I have to do to be happy in my own existence or to make God happy. I feel like that also is exuded from me as I'm walking down the street, that people would sense that there's something, there's turmoil going on in my life, that people would see that things are not quite right. But when I'm walking in that reality of Christ consciousness, I should therefore also know that the opposite is true, that I'm walking past people in the street that are like, wow, What's going on with that person? There's something different. There's something good going on there. And so it's just another reason just to flick that switch if you need to flick that switch. Get up in the morning, flick that switch into gratitude. As soon as you open your eyes, before you even open your eyes, be be in a place of gratitude for getting to do another day, of getting to do another day in the life of God on this earth. And from, from that place, then everything is okay. Then everything that happens throughout the day, every interaction you have with people comes from that place of gratitude, comes from that place of Christ consciousness. So this Christ consciousness, this Christ vibration, you know it doesn't just belong to Christians. Like it's actually a frequency of consciousness that is manifest in form by Jesus and by others in different names over history. So no one is without Christ consciousness. Well, I don't know, Kylie. I I don't know about that. I, I haven't researched that myself. I don't know where I stand with that. I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that that, you know, some Christian people want to claim that you know, they are the chosen people and that everyone else is going to perish, go to hell and burn forever. Um, I don't know, like, I, I don't know that that sort of comes into my thinking 
too much because I just I just feel like whenever you get a glimpse of the fullness of God, whenever you get a comprehension of just how beyond words his love is, that I just can't comprehend that there is a separation between him and any human that he has created. So I'm okay with that, but I don't feel like most Christian people would be okay with you saying that. Well, I feel like that's what makes it all make sense because it's like we often see the most hateful, horrible comments, especially on social media, that like fly back and forwards between Christians saying, you know, like what was that one that you were talking about this week, the one with the Buddha? Like how does that go? <laughs> well, that wasn't horrible, horrible, but that was just an example of on social media, a lady in America asked if there was anywhere in her local area where she could get her nails done by uh, somebody that didn't have a Buddha statue or something like that in their shop because she was a Christian person and she wanted to have her nails done by somebody who was spiritually alike. So I feel like when you have that revelation that no one is without Christ consciousness, that it hasn't bypassed anyone, that anybody is welcome to this consciousness and frequency, that any man, any woman can be a conduit with the divine, like we all have him within us, Jesus is within us, that that is the key to being able to love one another. Because then no longer are we like, oh, we, we can't be surrounded by people with Buddhas. Like, you know, we, we can't be near people that don't think the same as us. We can't have this, what do you call it? Like, we, we can't have pagans near us or we can't be surrounded by ungodly people. And, and, and out of that place of, like, them and us, like, we're all right over here and you guys are all wrong. Like, it's us and them and they are trying to destroy us and we over here here are trying to save the world well how can there be love in that scenario when it's constantly this difficulty yeah for me I just I just blame that fairly and squarely on the shoulders of religion I I I can't even necessarily blame that on a particular person or a particular teaching or church or denomination but I just simply just put that all on the shoulders of religion so Religion is responsible for separation from people with God and religion tells you that you need to tick certain boxes and do things a certain way and to be able to be loved by God. So so we thank you for listening to our podcast on Wildfire Tribe. Our website is wildfiretribe.life and on that website there is links to all our social media accounts And we do have various different ones there. We have different uh, things happening with men's groups, women's groups, Zoom meetings, all sorts of things. So feel free to jump on our website, wildfiretribe.life, and have a look at all of the offerings there. And for those of you that support us via Patreon, we thank you very much. We thank you with everything there is in us to thank you. It is not possible for us to continue to do this podcast without support. So we thank you for those of you that are supporting us. And if you decide that you want to be a person that supports us as well, you can do that via Patreon with a one-off amount or you can support us in a monthly way, can't you, Kylie, for as little as 
How much? Yeah, a little as a couple of dollars a month. So that, yeah, we're grateful to all of our supporters. Thank you so much. Um, that enables us to continue to be able to produce this. And it is uh, exciting to just partner with people all across the world that are loving the discussion, real conversations about mystical things. So our consciousness disposes of everything that is not resonating and growing within us, the abundantly flourishing Christ. So whilst ever we're holding on, we are feeling discomfort, pain, anxiety, fear, worry, stress and lethargy. I'm just encouraging you guys to let go because we are the fullness within him, the new creation reality. We are in that space of learning how to love God and love one another and just be in this place of being real and letting go so it has been awesome to spend another day with you wherever you're at in your little piece of the world and we're grateful for your listening yeah thank you for listening god loves me god loves you and god probably even loves himself Wow, there's just a dog barking. It's been really distracting. We've got drills going around us. We've got <laughs> dogs and people. But thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. Energy beyond space and time. Empowering humanity straight from the divine. Ever flowing river of bliss and oneness is mine. Mystery. Tranquility.